Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Bessus Shem BPW number ten. That's the sheer number ten for uh, by Splimi for the women. Uh, we're going to talk about another important aspect of the importance of a woman maintaining her consistent appearance of beauty for her husband. And it's brought down that Rav Chia had a difficult wife, and his nephew Rav also did. The Gemara says that she would deliberately make for him the exact opposite of what he requested for supper. And when one of Rav's sons grew older and realized what his mother was doing to his father, um, he tried solving it, the supper problem for his father. Um, and um, one day, Rav asked his son to relay this is what he wanted for supper to his to wife, and Rav got exactly what he asked for. And Rav was shocked, and he said, surprisingly to his son, he says, how did, he says, your mother decided to mend her ways, and, and she's not doing the opposites, but his hopes were dashed when the son said, no, uh, I just told her the opposite of what you asked me to tell her, so she, you would get what you wanted. Um, so basically, Rav Chia, Rav's son, Rav's son asked the opposite of what Rav wanted, so he got exactly what he wanted. But Rav told his son not to do that, although he meant well, because it gets one into the habit of lying. So, in any case, Rav once noticed Rav Chia um, not only merely put up with his own wife, but treated her with a tremendous amount of derech and respect. Rav Chia would go out of his way to buy gifts for his wife and wrap them up appropriately. And when Rav asked Rav Chia, how could you conduct yourself that way when your wife is such so difficult and harsh and uh, and you know it's difficult w- w- the way she's treating you? And Rav Chia answered that it's enough for us to have gratitude for our wives that they raised our children and saved us from sin. And so we see here that this concept, though, now no one's telling you that the. You should be cantankerous or do the opposite of what your husband's saying. But this etzamida, though, of the husband, keeping the husband safe from sin is one of the tremendous benefits that a wife brings to her husband. Now, Chazal say when a man marries, he is without a wall. As it says, a female surrounds a male. That's a pasuk, nekeva tesaviv gover. And the Masha explains that to mean that the Isha guards her husband from sin and from the Yetzirah in a similar way that a wall surrounds a city and protects the inhabitants from the, their enemies. And you see, this is the minig, the underlying minig of a kala circling the chasen around the chuppah seven times. By doing so, she's embedding in her consciousness that she's undertaking the, to serve as a figurative wall around her husband, protecting him from dangers that lurk outside. We find a practical example of this in the Gemara Mesechtas Tainus, in Davchav Gimel Beis, that a pair of Rabbanim went to send Abba who was the grandson of Chani Amagel, to request that he daven for rain, and they found him that he was at work in the field. When he returned to the city, Abba wife came out to greet him, all dressed up. The Rabbanim asked him to explain this bizarre behavior. Now, they asked him a lot of questions, but we're zooming in on this one. And Abba simply told them that she was conducting herself in order that I don't look at other women. 
Now, although it's possible to understand that she did so for other reasons, but this, this does not diminish the clear idea that this conduct was praiseworthy, and particularly so in light of the fact that the Gemara states that in her chus was more chashev than her husband's chus in bringing out the Rachmanes and Shamayim to bring the rain. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that a woman dresses in a way outside on the streets that would cause a michshel for other men to sin. But you see, though, it's permissible and even encouraged that a woman dresses up enough to keep her husband's eyes on her and away from other women. This is a delicate balance and requires wisdom and maturity. And again, you know, when talk on the husband's side, his achrayas is, no matter what, he has to watch his eyes. There's no question about it. You can't use any excuse whatsoever to remove him from himself the responsibility of watching his eyes and being faithful and loyal. Sayan the Bein Adam Lamakim level of Kedusha and Sayan the Bein Adam Lachaveri level between his, to his wife to have that loyalty of watching his eyes and not looking where he shouldn't look. So that's a responsibility that is indeed on the husband. And no matter what the wife does or doesn't do or dresses this way or that way or the other way, the husband has that primary responsibility regardless. So you have to make that clear. But nevertheless, the truth be told, especially in our generation where pretzis is rampant and people dress like prostitutes out there and don't dress at all, it is helpful that that for the for a wife to dress in clothing that is not necessarily provocative or eye-catching but tasteful in color and design even when they're outside and the main obviously beauty has to remain reserved for when they're home because that was the main key that they should respect they created you know that that chazal say that these endorments were created for women to use in the privacy of their home and we see the importance of all this from the very fact that the Chazal bring that together with the Mun, the cosmetics came down as well. Now on this, we just have to make a certain, certain context that's very important, that in the book, Dear Son, page 6, 217 to 224, of Leo Goldschmidt discusses this, this bad habit of these couples getting together in, in um, you know, these social settings that young couples get together and those occasions, the wives dress up and are at their most charming and magnetic behavior. And it is not a healthy thing. It is not a healthy thing. These get-togethers, uh, Rabbi Golshmi warns, could be so harmful and destructive where it could ultimately be a cause of divorce. So even if it's not extreme and it doesn't lead to that, it still could lead to serious problems. Like, for example, just to put it plain and bluntly, it's usher for a man to think of another woman while engaging in physical intimacy with his wife. And um, when he comes face to face with another woman who's made up and dressed and with her full charisma, quote unquote, in these social gatherings that they put there on purpose... Uh, who is absolutely certain that while engaged in physical intimacy, those images may not cross his mind, even for a moment. So it is a very unhealthy thing, and it's a bad habit, and one needs to stay away from those type of things. Some talk about the first year that they really shouldn't have guests like this. Once they're married, maybe a little longer, they want to invite other young couples, that's okay. But again, you have to use your common sense, and not not the social events of... Um, 
of getting together and dressing who knows how and 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 trying to be quote unquote at your best that creates a tremendous amount of harm what happens is is when these these gatherings happen then even yeshivish people quote unquote start talking and having conversations with their spouses uh, why with their friends spouses casual conversations of course they're talking about power of the things you know and they think it's Alsterich Heretz. It's you're thanking the hostess for the meal or whatever it is. Uh, and, and other things, um, you, which you could say thank you very much and so on. That That's fine. But but usually this, these conversations, as innocent as they may sound, lead to very negative things. It's fascinating. It's brought down Igris Moshe Erechayim, Chelek Aleph, Semimem, that he told Rabbanim, he writes in there, telling Rabbanim to make an effort to avoid looking at the faces, into the faces of the women when they come to ask a shayla, in order that they not come to derive benefit from that, you know, physical pleasure from that. That's the isser of a man to look at a woman uh, for the purpose of having hanah from it. Um, and that includes even the part of the body that's that's normally, you know, like a face or whatever it is. When it's not, when it's uh, not sneeze, it's even more so. But the fact that Ramosha warned even Rabbonim this, how much more so should a woman be careful not to needlessly cause a man to look at her? And again, uh, uh, the responsibility is on the man primarily. But the woman could be over on a lifne ever if she does this intentionally or unintentionally in an overblown way that she knows draws the attention of the opposite gender. This is a big Nisayan also by PTAs. Uh, the Rabbeim sometimes struggle with this. They don't acknowledge it sometimes. Privately they do. And it's very important when you, you know, to, to use your common sense and seichel. When you're going to a PTA, it's not a social gathering. It's to go to the Rebbe uh, to find out how your son is doing. And you dress appropriately and not in a provocative way, uh, which would create problems for the, for the Rebbe. But the bottom line is, is it is a delicate balance because the woman does need to maintain an ongoing, pleasant and beautiful appearance from the, for the husband in the house more than outside the house, but also outside the house a certain respectability and certain taste also, but not over crossing the line of being provocative in any way. But this concept of that the whole week uh, looking like a shmata at home and only on Shabbos look a little nice and and makes the husband feel that it's only on Shabbos that he has an attractive wife and the rest of the week uh, not, is not really healthy for Shalom Bayez. It is important for, for a husband all week to, to, to have a beautiful and attractive wife all week long and the covered Shabbos to dress appropriately. Now, does that mean the husband has a right to demand this and make this priority number one on his list? Of course not. He has to obviously keep all the aspects of Shalom Bayez in a very healthy way. Um, in all aspects, but this is not unimportant. And very often the husband, maybe because he's a ben taira and he's a magachir, he's a hush of a person, and he has difficulty even articulating this and hard to verbalize this fact that this idea that you, as his wife, that it's important for him that you are attracted attractive to him and when you wear something nice it makes him feel wonderful and good is something that he may not he may not admit or even not even want to acknowledge even to himself while in reality it really is very important to him and this charm that a wife displays by dressing nicely and being warm engraves in his heart wherever he is 
And he could be at his job or at his uh, or, or giving a share or doing whatever he he does. This idea and this concept is a tremendous chesed and gives him a lot of hope and gives him a lot of chizik and gives him a lot of strength by knowing this. And it's not just the emotional warm words, but it's the physical appearance as well. And it cannot be underestimated. Brings down similarly in Sefer Achinech in Parshish Kiseitzei that explains that the, one of the purposes of Shana Rishayna is that the husband should be around his wife a lot and her appearance and her way of doing things should become embedded into his consciousness, which would cause him to connect with his wife in a, in a, in a deep way that other women are simply strange to him and foreign to him. And I want to tell you basically is when that happens and you have that emotional connection plus taking care of your physical appearance and beauty in front of your your husband, if he's Ehrlich and Menschlich and does his own part to watch his own Shemir Seinayim, then what happens is is that he doesn't even have these tests. When he is truly in love with his wife and he could be married with for her for 10, 20, 30 years and the emotional and physical connection is there, then the Nisayan is very, very, it's much less and less, even in our generation, that he could come across in his job an attractive secretary or someone he has to work with, and it won't affect him because he says to himself and he knows, okay, very nice, but he looks away and he doesn't pay much attention to it. I have a wife at home, that's beautiful. I don't need anything else. And it really, truly helps and it really, truly is effective. This truly, indeed, is a strong wall and protection against the snares and the Yetzirah waiting for him on the streets. And and he will be less enticed by his Yetzirah. I have a beautiful wife at home. What do I need anything else? I don't need anything else. And when it is a vacuum in the home, when there is a lack of connection, uh, we talked about the emotional aspects, of course has to be there. We explained on the husband's side, he can't expect the physical intimacy without all the other five other intimacies, including emotional intimacy. But the bottom line is, though, is that when there's a void there, it creates an empty space and that loss and that loneliness that creates a hormone that that could actually create tremendous damage to the Shalom bias and gets much more difficult for him to pass tests outside on the street. So it's not a matter of being paranoid, okay? No one needs to be paranoid, but there is a really realistic, real danger every time a husband walks out of the house because he has to, that he'll be exposed, even through no fault of his own whatsoever, from the simple point that he has to walk from here to, let's say, to shul, to Dab Mincha in a nearby shul. He will come across, especially in the summertime and the heat of the, the weather, many Nisyanis images where he didn't even ask to, to, to look for, and he wasn't looking for, and it'll come across him. And this protective wall that the Ashes Chayel puts in her home is extremely important protection for that. And I will repeat again for the third time, I think. This does not mean that it's the wife's responsibility to ensure that her husband has Shmir Asenayim. It is not. It is primarily, 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 primarily the husband's responsibility. And we talk about it on the other side there of the Mechitza. It is her, his priority no matter what is happening. No matter what is happening. It's his, he has to put on that 110% effort to be clean and to be and to to watch a Shmir Sinayim no matter what is going on. It's not the wife's responsibility and it's not her fault when he's Nechshel. 
But the bottom line is, is that there is a joint connection and responsibility there. There is a lefnei ever aspect here. And if the Chazal say, through the Gemara Tainus we demonstrated, and other Gemaras, of how important it is for a wife to dress up in a, in a, in a pleasant appearance, and then, then, then the Chazal is saying the truth. And even in the Nida period, yes, she cannot dress up too much, but enough to look nice and pleasant. And, you know, after childbirth, if the husband's on his own, so to speak, for, for six weeks or so. And, again, it's not that his ruchnius's burden is on his wife. It's his own burden. It's his responsibility. I'm going to say it again for the fourth time, uh, because I know how uh, sensitive it is, and this is true. It is his responsibility to tame his own yetzahara, his own animalistic side that Hashem put in him, frankly, and to control it and to direct it in a healthy way. It's not her responsibility. And when, after the wife has a baby and there's a big stretch where there's no physical closeness and physical intimacy, he has to be diligent. There's no question. And it's on him. It is on him. But the bottom line is, is a wise wife will recognize her power and influence of how much she could do to make it so much easier to lighten his nisyanis whenever possible, wherever possible, and to act accordingly, that is a very healthy, good thing. And again, even if you were a simple girl and from a yeshiva shemishpacha, and, and as a teenager was never into makeup, never into jewelry, never into dressing up, and for a single girl, okay, very nice. It's, it's it, you know, especially if you're not shidduch age and, and whatever it is. But now that you're married, you have to put that out of your mind. And this idea of dressing to kill, so to speak, for your husband is a healthy mahalach. Is it's actually a tzniyistik mahalach, as we explained in other shiurim, how tzniyist is not a steer to this, but actually is part of what tzniyist actually is. Because what you're doing then is you're using your feminine beauty as was intended for her husband. It's not dressing to kill, it's literally dressing to give life. It does that. You're giving chiyas to your husband by dressing beautifully for him. And this is not superficial reality. And it takes a shift, especially if you're a real tamimistika girl with erlicha, you know, hashkafis, and in your mind in ruchnias, and taira, and in tefillah, and in the real meaningful, true things in life, which you're to be greatly admired for. But you need to learn how to dress sharp too, how to put on makeup, how to use jewelry, and if you can't afford it, you wear the cheap jewelry, whatever, the, the, but, but that looks nice, and you know how to do it in a nice way, you could figure it out. And that's Avaydis HaKadosh. That's Avaydis HaKadosh. It's a primary key for Shalom Bayis. And I'm a male talking, but I can guarantee you 110% that any healthy, normal Kala teacher, woman in Chanach, will say the exact things that I am saying right here. And loy ligmar. You know, you don't have to be perfect, but you just have to try to offer that potential beauty that Hashem gave you for a purpose. And one of that purposes is that chain of a basisrol that you have, and part of it is that physical beauty that cannot be ignored. And therefore, when a Jewish woman, a nation's chayel, a basisrol, is careful to consistently be present as a beautiful woman to her husband, 
attractive to her husband. It's not just a chitzainius. It's not an external thing. It's not just the physical beauty she's displaying. It is a framework to radiate the deepest and most powerful internal beauty that radiates from the depths of the neshama of a pure basisrol. That is what it is. When it's being um, shown and demonstrated outside on the streets in, a, in the wrong way, it's the opposite of that. But when it's done in the right way, even outside with a balance in a tasteful way and inside the home in a more open way, it is an inner beauty that is coming out. The Midas Taivas, Edelkeit, is fused together with that externality, which is not external at all. The physical aspects of physical beauty with the purpose of connecting to your husband in Shalom Bayis is not external anymore. It is in- internal. It is not superficial anymore. It is the etzem primius of it, especially if you take the whole picture in mind. And it's something that you could take pride in. It's something that's your gift. And especially, you know, and on the husband's side, of course, Again, like we said, this doesn't take away any of the achrayas that he has to fight tooth and nail, 110, 120% to be faithful and to keep a shmir seinayim and to be loyal to you wherever he is in every single matzav. But there is no question, there's nothing to talk about, that you have that power in your hands to mitigate his nisyonis tremendously, to lighten it, to lighten that nisyonis up to an extent that if he behaves more or less like an Erlich Yid is supposed to behave. He doesn't have to be Mr. Perfect. But if he's on that path and he really wants to be truly Erlich and he does want to watch on the Shemir Seinayim and he wants to have the Kedusha and you do your part the way we're describing in this Shir up to this point that we described and he is has his mind screwed on straight, then you will see that his Nisyonis, no matter how terrible the streets are, or even if he's working in an in a, in a, in a office that's full of attractive women, it won't have an effect on him. It won't have an effect on him, primarily also because it's his responsibility, and day in and day out he's davening for Shmir Seinayim, and working on it, and being very diligent and careful, which is his achrayas, like we saying now for the, I think, fifth time. But... The fact that you're attributing to it by doing everything we discussed here and enhancing your physical beauty to him and being attractive to him lightens his nisayin in a tremendous way to a point where he it won't even be much of an assign for him in the outside world. Hatzlacha and bracha.